Coming up next, the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. It's the NFL Draft Special here on the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. CJ and I will be talking everything you need to know NFL Draft, plus a special guest. Catch us on the other side. I'm glad you connected. This is Dave Johnson, voice of the Washington Wizards. You have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man, Josh Kirby, on Sports Podcast. All righty. We have a great episode for you. As always, I am your host, Josh Kirby. Yes, indeed, this is my podcast. And I'm CJ Mintier. And yes, this is not my podcast. It's yours. (laughs) Hey. You're just as much a part of it as I am. But um, anyway, CJ, how are we doing today? Are you ready to talk draft action? Yes, my head was hurting these past couple of days just going down the draft board, so I'm ready to talk. Hey, I, I, I feel that, man. So before we get started, um, I want to thank Dave Johnson for our intro, as always, Mild Swagger, Cosmo, PremiumBeat.com for the music, and Route 11 Chips for our sponsor today. And as always, the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast is part of the Mayo Police, so make sure you check them out on Twitter and SoundCloud where they post our stuff. So, mm, it's time to talk some draft, but beforehand, we have a very special guest, coach, uh, assistant coach, Sharando High School, and my good friend, Josh Vigna. Josh, say hello to the fans out there. Josh, thanks for having me on. Um, excited to be here. Let's talk some draft. Yeah, I'm excited. But but before we talk draft, my condolences. Your Penguins got swept. Uh, well, <laughs> hey, at least we aren't the Islanders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, um, you know, I don't really know much. He about really had to put that in there, didn't he? He did. He knows I'm a Penguins fan too. He really he had did. To put hey, that in no, there. CJ, you're this not. This is the draft special when he had to squeak that in there, didn't he? <laughs> Just for fun. But anyways, um, you know, I don't know a ton about the draft. You know, I wasn't really sure where to start with this. So our co-host, CJ Mentir, is going to take the lead on this episode about our structure format, pretty much. Where we're going to start, what we're going to talk about, all this and all that. Because what we, we started talking about what we were going to do for the draft and... This is sort of the idea we came up this with. It's about a month or two planning for this time, and it it all comes down to this. And I I totally agreed when T- CJ wanted to take the lead. So CJ, look, let's hear what you want to do first. So this Thursday on April twenty fifth, thirty two players are going to have their names called. It's going to be one of the best days of their life for these young men, and they're going to remember it for the rest of their lives. And we want to talk about those special 32 picks. But the way that we're going to do this, of course, is we're going to give you our top five mock draft. These are the most important players who are going to get drafted. And especially in this year's draft, this draft is going to spark some controversy, especially with even the number one overall pick. But we're going to give you our top five mock draft, of course. Go into detail on which players we believe will go to each team. And then we're going to talk about each team individually, from the NFC North to the AFC South. We're going to go down the list from the Bears all the way down to the Colts. We're going to go into detail on the teams and see which 
teams need which players and which positions. So that's going to be our format. So we're going to go ahead and start it off with our top five mock draft. Josh, who you got going in the top five right now? Top on Thursday? five for me. Um, it was really tough. It took me a while to figure this out from the last time we did our mini mock draft. So I have the Cardinals number one picking Kyler Murray. And the reason for that is there I, I feel like the media is all gung ho on that on Kyler Murray and I think the Cardinals are all gun gung ho on them too him too and um I, I just think they're gonna pick him you know I mean they just picked up Josh Rosen in the draft he was and, the ninth overall pick yeah and I'm like why can't you work with him but I don't know exactly the, I, I don't really understand the Cardinals haven't been making too many good decisions in my opinion so I, I just think Kyler Murray is who we're, they're going to go with. And I'll be very surprised if they decide to pick somebody else. Number two, the 49ers, I have Nick Bosa still. I've seen a lot of great things about him. Overcoming that painful injury at Ohio State. And I, I think the 49ers need somebody on defense. You know, who can go wrong with picking a defensive guy in this draft? You know, there's a lot of... Big names out on the, especially on the defensive line. Yeah, the There's D a line. Lot of big names. Like, yes. yeah, I, I mean, s- some of the people I'm going to talk about today. Um, I mean, the, some of the teams. I mean, why not pick defense? Because you know, if you don't need anything that bad on offense, defense is the way to go. You know, the, it, you can never go wrong with a good defense because defense wins championships. <laughs> you know the saying. Number three, I'm picking. Alabama, Quinn and Williams to go number three for the Jets. The Jets need a lot of help this year. They've been struggling as of last year, and I feel like defense, they could use some work, some offensive keys. I don't I don't know how Le'Veon's going to do with the Jets, so maybe pick up a backup running back just in case he causes too much drama. Um, the Raiders, I think, they're going to go with Drew Locke, the QB from Missouri. Um, I looked at this, and I, I don't think the Raiders are bought on Derek Carr. I, I'm not sure why. What What's the problem with Derek Carr? But I, I've been thinking this in my head, and from everything I've been studying, I, I don't think the Raiders are set in stone with having Derek Carr, and I think they're going to pick up Drew Locke just in case something bad goes wrong. And for number six, I have the Giants trading up a spot with the Buccaneers for Dwayne Haskins, a quarterback. Because, you know, how much does Eli Manning have left in the tank for him? I I don't know. Um, They're saying a year, could be two. But I think Dwayne Haskins is the perfect fit for the New York Giants. And the Giants would trade up because if not, I believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would go for a quarterback as well because Jameis Winston is not going to get the job done this year. Yeah, we've talked about it a lot on this show about how even in Tampa Bay this past season, the quarterback controversy that they had switching back and forth with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston was benched at one point and he basically got thrown into the starting job again and he did not he did not do a good job last year for the Buccaneers. Now with the new head coach, they may be able to get something done because Bruce, Arian, Bruce Arians is a offensive guy, so who knows. But, Coach, who do you got in your top five right now? Well, Cardinals are definitely uh, 
throwing it out there with, uh, you know, who could they take? Who could they not take? You know, do they trade out? Are they sold on Josh Rosen? Are they not sold on Josh Rosen? I think new regime, fresh faces. I think they're going to take Kyler Murray. Um, Shorter quarterbacks, athletic quarterbacks have been the trend here recently. You know, so I, I think... I think Kyler Murray is going to go number one. Number two, I don't, I don't know if you could pass on Quentin Williams. I mean, look at Aaron Donald; he's been a beast. He's, he's been unstoppable, unblockable. Joey Bo, or, uh, Nick Bosa, excuse me, has been hurt for a year. You know, do they, do mm-hmm. they, do they mm-hmm. pick him up? Um, coming off that, you know, coming off that knee injury, um, you know. So I think Quentin Williams is going to go number two. Um, you know, number three, does Bosa go there? Um, you know, to the Jets. Do the Jets, you know, maybe add some offensive firepower? Um, you know, I, I think the Jets do go defense there, and they do take um, Bosa. Um, let's see who we at. Uh, we're at the Raiders. Yes. This could definitely be an interesting decision because they have, what, three first-round picks, if yes, I'm not mistaken? Three. So could they package Thanks it? And to the Bears. Could they, to the Bears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could they package it and move back if they f- have fallen in love with someone, with someone? Do they, you know, take someone – you know, there's a lot of options there for Gruden and company. Um, you know, do they add another offensive weapon? Um, do they take a quarterback? Um, you know, is this where Drew Locke comes off the board? Um, you know, so um, I think maybe they go offense. You know, do they solidify the offensive line? Do they? This is is this where we see Dillard come off the board from Washington State? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or do they get you know some help? Tight end spot with uh, Noah Faint. I don't know, it could be a reach um, or the other tight end, Hawkins Smith. Um, and then finally, the Bucks. You know, do, are they sold on Jameis Winston? Is um, Bruce Arians the you know offensive wonder that he is, and can he change you know Jameis Winston into you know who he you know who he thought that everyone was going to be? Um, but I think they go defense, and I think they could end up taking you know ed oliver they could also Mm -hmm. sit there and take josh allen you know depending upon who they value as their um, number one slot so both of you are saying that the cardinals are going to stick to the controversy and pick kyler murray for the number one spot well screw you both because i'm not going with that i seriously think that the cardinals need all the help that they can get on defense steve wilkes was fired after one season as a part of the Cardinals. And technically, he was supposed to be a defensive mind because clearly we did not see any offense going on with the Arizona Cardinals whatsoever. And last year, they ranked 20th in the NFL in defense. I think that Nick Bosa is going to pick number one overall. Even though the injury was injury was substantial to him, I still believe that he will be the number one overall pick. He was one of those players who, of course, sat out the rest of the year because he didn't want to get hurt once again. But I think that he is more than qualified. Just take a look at his brother. The guy, he is a very powerful man for San, for Los Angeles, of course. Number two, I completely agree. Quentin Williams, they need somebody to anchor the middle of the defense. Now with the acquisitions of Quan Alexander and also the players like D Ford to have on San Francisco's defense, you got to have someone who can at least take the double teams on the defensive side on the defensive line and a great nose guard like Quentin Williams is going to be able to do that. And number three, here's the thing is that they need to go edge rusher for the New York jets. And I think that they're going to take Josh Allen. 
With the loss now of Muhammad Wilkerson and the loss of Sheldon Richardson, of course, these past couple of years, their defensive line has only had Leonard Williams to show for it now. And they need somebody on the outside who is going to be able to pressure them. And now with the acquisition of C.J. Mosley, who's going to be able to anchor down the middle of the defense for them. And they're also still going to have Avery Williamson. They're still going to have Darren Lee. They're still going to have many players on that defense. I feel that Josh Allen is the best edge rusher other than Nick Bosa. I really do, and I think that he will go number three overall to the Jets. Number four, I have to agree with you on backing off if they fall in love with someone. Because when Josh said that they were going to take Drew Locke, I do not see that happening for a quarterback like him. He's had one maybe kind of stellar year at Missouri. He's got a great arm. He was at John Gruden's quarterback camp. You know, they talked with him and everything. But I just do not see that Drew Locke after one season is going to be able to get it done better than Derek Carr can because when Drew Locke is at his lowest, he's really low. Like, he makes a lot of mistakes when it comes to – Missouri. I think there was a play where he threw a screen pass pick six. How do you mess that up? A screen pass pick six. But And then number five, I could see the Buccaneers going for Devin White out of LSU. I, I say a lot of defense because Devin White, now that the Buccaneers lost Quan Alexander in the middle of the defense, they need somebody who is going to be able to anchor the middle of the defense. They still have the old man, Gerald McCoy who is on the defensive line. They still have two good cornerbacks in Brent Grimes and whoever the hell is on their <laughs> secondary over there. But, like, I'm saying that the defense is going to be huge this season, and I just do not see Kyler Murray going in the first couple of picks. Maybe I would see him go to a team like Washington, but I just don't see it in the top five. And to Josh's point, he's – not the best quarterback in this draft. I believe that Dwayne Haskins is the best prototypical quarterback that you can get in this draft. People see him as a running quarterback. He's not a running quarterback. And he had a lot of great plays at Ohio State. So that's our top five now for the mock draft. A lot of good insight, of course. But now we're going to move on to who we feel should go to each of these teams. Now, we're also going to say probably the name for multiple teams and starting with the NFC North, we're going to go ahead and go into the NFC North and we're going to go for the Chicago bears and the Chicago bears actually don't even have a first round draft pick. Thanks to trading with Oakland, of course, for Khalil Mack and signing him to a very extensive a contract and it did pay off for Chicago this past year. Uh, but obviously I do feel that with the loss of Jordan Howard, I think that the bears do need a running back. I really do. And I could see a guy like miles Sanders out of Penn state can fill that type of role that Jordan Howard left because he's the type of player just like Jordan Howard. Do you think he'll fall to the third? I, I could see him absolutely go in second or third. I don't see him as a first round talent honestly, behind, like, Josh Jacobs out of Alabama, of course. I, I think he'll go in the second. I think third round, because that's from what I see here with the, you know, the Bears, that's number 87 overall. I, th- I think I think he could end up going in the second, even potentially late first if someone, you know, ends up trading back in and they're falling in love with him. 
But, uh, you know, Miles Sanders, that's a very, you know, good possibility. Yeah, I, I could see that happening, Penn State. Um, haven't seen a lot of him on TV, but I, I heard he's been— He's had tough shoes to fill behind Saquon. Yeah. I could tell you that. Yeah, I mean, with Saquon in the spotlight for Penn State, you don't really see a lot of him, but the Bears definitely do need a running back. And why they got rid of Jordan Howard, I really don't know, but— You've they, heard my frustration with it for yeah. a six-round draft pick. Uh-huh. They got rid of Jordan Howard. A six-round draft pick. What can they pick up with that? Well, probably a Tom Brady, but probably not. But anyway, uh, another one, of course, for the Bears has to be a defensive back now. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix, of course, is coming to the Bears, but he's only there on a one-year deal now. He didn't do that much for the Redskins. I don't see him doing that uh, much. Go figure with your Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> don't do much there anyway. But, like, I feel that – for the safeties in this draft, there isn't really that much competition. The highest rated safety as of right now is an FCS guy out of Delaware. Kid can play. I'm sure he can because JMU played him this year. Hell yeah, the kid can play. He really can. But I'm saying that I don't know if they would draft him in the second round if they had the chance to be a starting safety. I really feel like they would need somebody who could be more of a Bryce Callahan. A guy who could play in the slot as well because they lost him to Denver this past offseason. Do they go corner? Do they go, you know, like a guy like Travion Mullen from Clemson? Do they go, you know, uh, a Sean Bunting from Central Michigan? It'll be interesting to see where where do they go? Do they feel like the guys are tweener guys? Can they can he play safety? Can he play corner? Mm-hmm. Can he play that nickel slot back? Can they bump someone outside? So it'll be interesting to see what the Bears get into. Yeah, very interesting with the um, stuff that's going on. But um, ha-ha, Clint Dix on a one-year deal, as you said. I don't know how much he can put on the table. So it's better safe they pick up somebody just in case because the Redskins traded for him, and you know how that ended up. But, yeah, that could be just the Redskins. But, yeah. So let's go ahead and move on to the Lions then. And this is this is a weird team here because they are going to have the they are going to have the eighth overall pick, and right now they are in need of a tight end, in my opinion. With the loss of Eric Ebron last year and when he went to Indianapolis, he was very significant for Indianapolis. And I feel that this is where we're finally gonna get a tight end like Noah Fant. Or T.J. Hawkerson, who's gonna go? Who's gonna be a big target for Matthew Stafford? Both Math- from Iowa. Yeah, both were teammates at Iowa. Matthew Stafford seems to have an act for big receivers, for big tight ends, because of course he just threw up the ball to Megatron and he came down with it. Uh, and I honestly could see Noah Fant going here in the top ten over T.J. Hawkerson. Yeah, um, that's good. But like you said, the big guys, I feel like it could be a one of these maybe lower guys in the draft because of some of them, how big, how versatile they are. Sometimes they get overlooked in the first round. So I, I, I looking here, I'm thinking maybe um, a guy like Caden Smith from Stanford. I looked up some of his stats. He looked pretty good. Um, 
you know, those bigger guys. Because Matt Stafford has had success with um, Eric Ebron, but now that he's gone, I feel like the Lions need to pick somebody up for that position to play nicely. But I, I do agree. I feel like they'd be a good fit with TJ or Noah Fant from Iowa. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if they waited or somebody who, you know, like not really a big name could fill those shoes for the Lions as well. Mm-hmm. Do they go defensive line? That that was my second choice. Do, and, you know, I mean, I agree with, with your offensive yeah. weapons. But, you know, Matt Patricia, he defensive, a defensive guy. guy, guy yeah. You know, do they go running back? Like they, they, they do have they do have carry on Johnson, but he's he's, not a, he's, a, he's effective. He's not going to be in every down back. So you know, is this a reach for the first running back? Do they trade back, mm-hmm. try to acquire picks in the mid, um, you know, a mid round, mid first round pick to pick up a second or a third? You know, uh, I think the lines are in an interesting spot. You know, are they? Have they fallen in love with someone that they're going to take them at eight? Do they fall back and think they can get them a little bit later? Um, you know, if I were to say that they were to take something at eight, I think they do go defense. Do they, you know, is Josh Allen still on the board? Mm-hmm. You know, is Devin White on the board? Um, you know, is Montez Sweat? It's mm-hmm. an interesting prospect there. Guy's a freak. Yeah, he is. He uh, fits your four, three type you of know, defense. So it'll be interesting to see what actually the Lions do with this pick. I think they're kind of a wild card team, you know, where teams could jump up there and make them an offer. Yeah, the Lions are in a very weird predicament because, as we said many times on this show, a lot of their cap space is gone thanks to Matthew Stafford. The contract that they signed to him, $23 million a year, that's a lot of your cap space gone every single year. But moving on to the Packers, of course, in the NFC North, the Packers, this is a tricky one here because not only do the Packers have Jimmy Graham, I feel like the Packers need to get rid of Jimmy Graham and find somebody else who's going to be there with Aaron Rodgers for the long haul. But personally, forget the offense. They need help on the defensive side linebacker. of the ball. They need help on the linebacker they, side they, of the ball. Clay Matthews, Clay Matthews is, is gone. gone. And I, I could see the Packers trading up, you know, could possibly pick up a Mac Wilson or a Devin White. I had Mac Wilson on there as well. He fits that three that three four type of defense for Alabama. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay traded up, but it, it w- just wasn't in my um, j- mock draft. But I would not be surprised if all at all if the Packers traded up. And I I really do like Mac Wilson for the Packers. Mm-hmm. They do have two first round picks. Am I yeah? Am I uh, seeing that right? Right. So they have one. They have the twelfth, right? Yes. And, and they have the thirtieth. So yes. do they package them too, and move up if if they are if they want to get those elite pass rushers, those elite, you know, three guys? That could be an interesting move with the new regime coming in there. You know, Mike McCarthy's you know, gone. You know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. That's the only question that I have for the Packers. Is Matt LaFleur going to change the offense, or is he going to change the team? Because right now their defense is nowhere near as good as what it used to be with 
when Clay Matthews got even switched into inside linebacker. And then you had, of course, A.J. Hawk back then. You had guys like Sam Shields. You had great talent on the outside. I don't know if Matt LaFleur – the Packers are in a weird situation because now with the article out with Aaron Rodgers, I really think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a say what comes up in this draft now. <laughs> <laughs> I really could see that happening. Um, and then finally – the Vikings out of running back. You really think that they need to have another running back? Yep. Even after having Dalvin Cook? Yeah, I, I really don't like the Vikings run game has been so inconsistent the past couple of years, in my opinion. Um, I really do think that, I mean, I, I'm not thinking they're going to trade up, but I like Miles Sanders as well for Minnesota. Justice Hill, Oklahoma State. I found him as another guy who might fit. I, I don't think Josh Jacobs or Damon Harris at all. I think some of the mid-round guys for Minnesota at the running back position and offensive line. Yes. Yeah, but, yes. because yes. Kirk, uh, yes. Kirk Cousins has been getting drilled all season. There's been no prote- protection on the line, and it's – they, they got to fix it now if they want to become a better team. And I think if they I, – I feel like the Vikings could trade up if they wanted O-line because they desperately need O-line. I could see a Jonah Williams, yes. a Cody Ford. I could also see the kid out of Kansas State, uh, Risner. Dalton yeah, Dalton Risner. Because – they need interior, and they also need offensive tackles. Yeah, I mean, uh, all great players, but the Minnesota Vikings need to find offensive line to protect Kirk Cousins this season. Yeah, Jonah Williams is an interesting prospect. I think he can play just about every position, you know, that on offensive the offensive line. line. Yeah. So, you know, that, that could be interesting with what even, you know, again, Zimmer, defensive guy, you know, does he does he go defense? You know, those defensive guys love their defensive – you know, weapons. But I still think you have a franchise quarterback that you signed a big yes, contract to. Unfortunately, yep. You got to protect him. Yep. You know, so it'll be interesting to see which of those offensive linemen are still there in that mid-first-round mid area. You know, has the number one offensive tackle still there? Is it a guy like Jonah Williams who, who can play just about any position on the offensive line? Yeah. I, I mean, that whole Alabama offensive line, a couple of those guys are – course going into the draft they have a couple of players on that offensive line who could play almost any position on the offensive line i think his name was uh uh pierce Schabacher, who's yeah. another one that was with jonah williams as well he's another guy but all right so that is the nfc north we're gonna go ahead and because i know josh is gonna have a heart attack if we don't talk about his redskins we're gonna go ahead and move on to the nfc east here and we're going to talk about your Redskins first. All right. Yeah. Uh, if I can find the paperwork here, because I thought we were going in alphabetical order. Now my paperwork's all messed up. But quarterback, got to find somebody back up to Case Keenum. I like Case Keenum for the Redskins. Yes, but, you know, that could go south really fast because, you know, it is the Redskins. The wide receiver position, a thing that I would really love to see DK Metcalf for the Redskins. DK Metcalf, hands down. For quarterback, I want to see Will Greer from West Virginia get picked up. I really do like him. And the Redskins could use safety help, cornerback help, 
O-line help to because protection was non-existent last season. You know, pressuring Alex I wonder Smith. Wonder why Alex Smith broke his leg? Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, edge definitely need an edge. Somebody. Too many players to name. But so, so are you saying, Josh? They need a whole new team. Pretty much. That's what it sounds like. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna need a left tackle, a left guard, a center. A right. For me, like you, I think you need to go wide receiver first. Draft. Yeah. No, wide receiver hands down because I I feel like Will Greer isn't gonna be a hot yes. target in this draft. Yes. So wide receiver hands down. I I would love to see the Redskins trade up and get DK Metcalf. And I picked him as well for you guys because, because who do we have? We traded Crowder. And all we have is Josh Doxson. And don't uh, uh, who are the other players. ones? I mean, um, I don't even Bibbs. know their names. <laughs> Capri Bibbs. <laughs> yeah, Capri Bibbs. Capri is a, Bibbs. Yeah, he's a running back. Sorry, excuse me, man. But oh, I'm yeah. sorry. But <laughs> I don't I, know your players. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, the Redskins just funnel around players. Mo Harris got traded to. No, sign with New England, so that's another running uh, wide receiver they can use this year. So I don't know who we have besides Josh Doxson. I, I don't even remember. at all. He's had an Achilles injury for two years, uh-huh. and then he had to play this past year, and he did not produce at all for your offense. Yeah, and with Preston Smith gone, they need somebody to replace him. They definitely do. Yes, but like I said, you need to fix your offense because you lost your – technical franchise quarterback and uh-huh. Alex Smith. You need to find somebody who's going to be a deep threat. And I think like here's the thing about Metcalf though is that he is a top prospect, but he was injured a lot this past season for Ole Miss. He only caught the ball 26 times this past season. He doesn't have a lot of high stat lines. People I feel are looking at this guy and going he's the real deal because they saw the picture of him at the gym. If you look at his film, he has a lot of downside to him. He really does. Because he's playing in a tougher division in the SEC. But I do think that he is a top pick. I really do. But I have another guy who's above him in my draft stock from Iowa State, Akeem Butler. I feel he's a better wide receiver than him. But I I honestly would go with DK Metcalf. I really would. Yeah, the Redskins need a lot of help everywhere. and. You know, they said a new team, just a completely new team you need. Yeah, I guess so. We can go with that. So we're going to go over to the rival, the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. And this is who I want to talk about if I can find my notes. So first of all, I want to say that the Cowboys, with the loss of Randy Gregory, with the loss of Irving now. They need defensive guys who want to play Football and not smoke weed. David Irving weed. <laughs> on Instagram Live smoking weed and Saying I quit Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory suspended more games than he's played his entire career. So, mm-hmm. well, the issue for the Cowboys is where's their first round pick, right? If I'm not mistaken, yeah, it's pretty low right now. On if the I'm not mistaken, bowl. they don't have a first round pick, right? Unfortunately, they do not. So. You're going to lose so, a lot of top talent there at the defensive so, end. Oh, big money, Jerry. So trade up. Well, I mean, you know, they've got, it looks like two fourths, a third, a second, a fifth, and a seventh. Man. So they've got two, four, six picks in this draft. I think they stay put. I think this is the one time where Jerry Jones is not going to make any noise. I think with six picks, you know, it, 
you need help on, yes. on, on the defensive line, defensive, you know, backfield, you know. I think we're not going to hear a lot from the Cowboys. This might be the first year in a long time where they stay quiet and they just, you know, grab who falls in their lap. You know, it's a second round. It's number 58 overall. You know, you know, who depends who could be there. Could could a local guy, Juan Thornhill from Virginia, be there? Mm-hmm. Could, yep. you know, Taylor Rapp from Washington. I had know? him on my draft um, for them as well. Yep. The, young, the kid from Delaware. You know, it'll be interesting to see who's there. Um in that, you know, second round, you know, mid, mid second round area. The thing for me, though, is that I really think that Dallas needs to invest in a tight end because yeah, Jason J- Witten. Uh, I, you read my mind here. He is coming back from retirement on a one year deal. And who knows if he will say, you know, I wanted to come back, but like, I'm just not feeling it anymore. And they did not have a significant tight end this past year. Dude, you read my mind. They had players like Ezekiel Elliott. They had Amari Cooper who was in a trade. And they had guys who basically could get the job done. But I do not remember a significant tight end who was there for the Cowboys. They need to invest in one. But I do not see guys like Hawkerson or Fant to be on the board that late into the game. And I see guys like... Uh, from Texas A&M, Jay Sternberger. I see guys who will fall down the totem pole, but they need to invest in somebody. But they need some defensive linemen. They really do because I had Dexter Lawrence on my list for him to go there. Uh, you or think even, late second for him? I honestly would because of the incident that happened with the uh, the national championship and also the semifinal game where he was sitting out because of the suspension for an illegal drug, I think it was. So, because I see his counterpart, uh, Clellan Farrell and Christian Wilkins going high second or even first round because those two were dominant together. And I could see Dexter slipping to the second and then picking Dexter Lawrence up. Definitely a steal. Definitely a steal in that, in that, in that mid second, mid to late second range. And here's a, and here's a, here's a, here's a crazy trade that I, I, I would think is that I think that in the back of my mind, I feel like Jerry Jones would want to get Ed Oliver. I really do because he went to Houston, uh, and he is technically the second-best defensive tackle in the draft, and they would want to get a great guy like him on their team. I could see them possibly trading away their their whole franchise just to get this guy. I, it's in the back of my mind somehow, but it's in the very back of my mind that they could do that. But I have Dexter Lawrence as their number one pick for their number two pick for defensive line. I, I just hope uh, Dallas doesn't get better because Washington plays them like week two to start. You guys play Philly the... week one as well. Oh, yeah. You got divisional games. But we'll be talking about the schedule next week. Don't worry. Um, so let's go into the Eagles then. And the Eagles, now the Eagles are in a predicament where they've lost some very interesting defensive players especially at the middle linebacker position. Jordan Hicks is gone. But now, of course, you you run into a scenario where you're going to have Rodney McLeod probably leaving next year. You're also going to have Malcolm Jenkins, and who, know how, who knows how long he has left on their defense. And you also lost Michael Bennett and maybe even Chris Long. So you're losing a lot of players on your defensive side of the ball who just two years ago had one of the best defenses in the NFL on their way to a Super Bowl championship. I do like Lamar as a linebacker they can pick up because, as you said, all the defensive guys leaving, they're going to need help. And 
I I I feel like the six three, two hundred fifty three pound out of Clemson. I I think he can help the defense out for Philly a lot. I actually have Farrell for them going as their defensive end uh, from Clemson for yeah for the Eagles. I have them picking him up because he's a good edge rusher who was dominant at Clemson because he had great counterparts next to him who were able to give him a chance to get to the quarterback. And then I also have Greg Little out of Ole Miss who is an offensive tackle because Jason Peters, he probably has another year or two left maybe. And they need to finally find someone who can actually take his spot because Jason Peters, he's a great player, but he does not have much longer, even though they did re-sign him. Next on the list, unless... You have anything yeah, to add, Coach? Yeah, okay. We'll give, we'll give it <laughs> So we have the Giants next, the last team in the NFC East. Dwayne Haskins. They need a quarterback to replace Eli Manning in the near future. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm sold on, on Haskins. Yes, he started and he had a great, you know, a great one year, you know. It, it, is he a one-year wonder? Does he need to, you know, be polished a little bit more? He had weapons around him. Who are the weapons besides Saquon and Sterling Shepard do the Giants have? That's my question. I mean, how long is Eli going to be around? You know, this, this quarterback class is not the best. You know, do they, you know, stick around for, you know, wait to draft that quarterback next year? You know, um, so I don't know. Haskins, I don't know if I'm sold on him. Well, I, I'm sold on him, but... I seriously think that he is not the issue with the Giants. The issue is their offensive line. Eli Manning has been under pressure for a very long time. Seems and like he, forever. Yes, for a very long time. And they have one of the worst offensive lines. They drafted Eric Flowers a couple years ago as, a, as their number one overall pick as an offensive tackle. Three years later, he's in Jacksonville on a trade because he was that bad. Mm. And he's still struggling in Jacksonville. Their offensive line is one of the worst in the NFL, if not the worst. And obviously, I have to pick the number one offensive lineman in the draft, Juwan Taylor out of Florida. They need an offensive tackle who can replace Flowers, even though he just needed to be replaced regardless. They need some offensive linemen to take over. They really do. Because Eli Manning is not that awful in a sense that he's – He's just making bad decisions. He doesn't have any time to throw. Yeah, yeah, that that is true. But uh, Eli is good. He won two Super Bowls to prove it. But you know, he he he's on the decline of his career. So I I feel like the Giants should also prepare for their future by picking up Dwayne Haskins. You know, Vigna said he's not bought on it. You know that that could be the case and. I do definitely agree that they need to pick up some O-line help to protect whoever is under center for the New York Giants this upcoming season. Yeah, I agree. They they need help on the offensive line. And people are too blind to the fact of, like, we need a new quarterback. Well, your offensive line has been bad for a couple of years now. I, I think the loss of Landon Collins is going to be a big, big, big detriment to their defense. Kick and play ball. You know, he coming out of Alabama – you know, he was an all-pro there for, for just about every year he's been in the league. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think even that safety spot is definitely a glaring weakness for them. You know, the NFC East got some quarterbacks that can throw the rock. 
Mm-hmm. So, so you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with, with the Giants with those, you know, two first-round picks. You know, they could also, like, you know, Josh said. I don't said, trust Gettleman, though. I yeah. really don't. Because he's come out and said, we're not picking a quarterback. Why? You're going to trust Eli to be in a wheelchair and throw the ball, basically? Because <laughs> that's all you're going to have then if you don't trust any other quarterbacks besides him. Because Laletta, the kid out of Richmond, you drafted him in the third round two and years ago. And he got ago, arrested. And he got arrested. And so there's your trust lost in him. So who are you going to trust now? you got to find somebody. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Two first-round picks. We'll see what they do. Yeah. So we're going to move on to the NFC West now. Let's go ahead with the number one overall pick, the Cardinals. The Cardinals, yeah. Just by looking at the team needs, inside defensive line, edge, interior offensive line, wide receiver, cornerback, linebacker, offensive tackle, tight end. And under this, it says don't need quarterback. They don't need a quarterback, and yet you guys still feel that Kyler Murray is the guy for them. You guys still feel that Kyler Murray is the guy. I feel that Nick Bosa is the guy for them. They need somebody that is young and that can at least spark something in the defensive pressure of that line. They have some veterans coming in, and Terrell sucks. They have Chandler Jones who's there. But how do we know if Terrell Suggs is going to be as good as he was in Baltimore, you know? Yeah, of course. Veteran presence, yes, that is always a plus, but you never know but when he, they're on the decline of their career. So he is I could what? agree with you with Nick Bosa. I, but I still feel like Kyler Murray's the answer. The only reason why I'm mentioning Terrell Suggs is because he is a former defensive player of the year. He is a guy who was a, who was a nightmare off the edge. If there is a guy who can teach an edge pressure guy like Nick Bosa, it could possibly be Terrell Suggs and teach him his, his ways of being a terror in the night. And that's why I feel Nick Bosa is a great pick for them. They also need some help at wide receiver. Uh, the Cardinals wide receivers last year is Larry Fitzgerald, and yeah, that's it. And yet he's almost 40 years old now. Uh, they need some help with the wide receiver position, and I think the other kid from Ole Miss, A.J. Brown, could be another pick for them as well later in the draft, of course, because they have the number one overall pick, and then they don't get another pick until the second round. Yeah. My thing on the Cardinals, they need a lot of help. It's not just – and but Cliff Kingsbury is out in the media saying they need cell phone breaks while they need to fix their team in general. If that's the case, Cliff Kingsbury is going to have a very short tenure at Arizona, I guarantee it. Well, he had a losing record at Texas Tech and still got the job. So, thinking the same thing there. Losing record, how do you hire a guy with a losing record? He's it, no like Dabo Sweeney. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think Dabo would have ever left Clemson, but I don't still, think like, so. but but still, it's you know, you're at Texas Tech now. I could see if you're making like, you know, the college football playoff at Texas Tech, mm-hmm. then you could be a little, you know, kind of lured to the job. But I mean, it's just, it's interesting. I think one of the reasons why the Cardinals went with him is because of the way that he kind of transformed Patrick Mahomes, and the way that he can relate to a younger quarterback. And like that type of player that is Kyler Murray, because Kyler Murray has a cannon. Okay, he he has an arm on him, and so I feel like that's one of the reasons why. But still, yeah, losing record at Texas Tech. That that's all I have to say. Next, we have the the uh, 49ers. We'll go with the number two overall pick. I'm still sticking with Quentin Williams. They need somebody who can anchor the middle of the defensive line. Uh, they're getting a lot of pickup veteran presence on the defense. Like I said, D Ford in a in a signing. 
Of course, he was with Kansas City last year. And then also Quan Alexander, who was in the middle of the Buccaneers' defense. Well, I could see Nick Bosa or Quinnen Williams. I agree with you. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they pick up Quinnen Williams, but they need help defensively, and they can't hurt. Uh, they have the right quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is the right quarterback for them. I really do. Because he, he only s- served underneath the GOAT. I, I really feel that he is the right quarterback for them. The only other pick that I would see them going after is a wide receiver, of course, uh, just to get some extra firepower on the offensive side of the ball. But other than that, you need to go defense right now for the 49ers. You can't pass on a man that's 300 pounds and runs a sub five. Yeah. Four, four, nine. He's a nose guard, yeah. You can't pass on that. Especially at the number two pick. You, yeah. you can find receivers deep in the draft. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then finally, the Rams out of the NFC West, the defending NFC champions. Uh, what do they really need? Well, they need defense. Well, that, that's one thing that they do need. Defense? Is that, yes, in terms of like they lost a couple of players to free agency. Aqib Tlaib is not coming back. And Dominican Sue is not coming back. And, of course, Mark Barron is not coming back. So they need another veteran linebacker yeah. presence. Yeah, yeah I, I could see linebacker, you know, with those guys leaving. But with Clay Matthews mm-hmm. and Fowler on the Rams yes. now. Exactly. They're, they're going to be tough in the defense, but bolster that defense with a linebacker. Exactly. Bolster it with another linebacker. Why not? They can only get better. The only thing I'll say, though, is that since they're the number 31 overall pick, mm. there's going to be a lot of linebackers off the board already that late into the draft. So it's hard to tell who is going to be left for them, but I could see one of the kids out of NC State going to them because if they do – I could see like three linebackers or four linebackers being taken off the board. I'm assuming Josh is paying attention to the Caps game right now as we're <laughs> recording this. But I, the, the Rams need to bolster their defense. They're fantastic on offense. They don't need to worry about the offensive side of the ball. So finally, the last division in the NFC, we have the NFC South. And we'll go ahead and talk about the Buccaneers because Josh believes that the Buccaneers will trade up to get Dwayne Haskins. I said the Giants. Oh, wait, excuse me. Yes. But if they don't, the Buccaneers are going to pick up a quarterback because I, I don't think Jameis will be the answer. And with Bruce Arians as the head coach, I don't think he's going to put up with Jameis's bullcrap anymore. I can completely agree with that. He's one of those old school coaches. Yeah, Bruce Arians is a great head coach, and he decided to come out of a broadcast booth I don't really know why, but he wants to coach. And, yeah, he's. it's just going to be interesting to see. But if they pick up a quarterback, I, I don't see Jameis there for much longer. No, I don't either. But I still think that Devin White out of LSU will be the pick for the Buccaneers. Uh, he was the best linebacker in the draft. Uh, you, sh- you saw him at the combine. He was very emotional after running the 40-yard dash. Uh I still think that they need somebody now who can hold down the middle of the defense now that Quan is gone. So I feel that they need to go defense here for their first pick. And then we have the Carolina Panthers right now. Oh, where did they go? So the Carolina Panthers are going to have quarterback. You really think that they What? <laughs> you really yeah. think they need a quarterback? You didn't hear Cam Newton's injury. 
I, I don't know if you remember, but he could be sidelined for some of this season, if I'm correct. That, that was a while ago. I'm not sure if his injury has changed. But, you know, if Cam Newton can't play, who's his backup? Then who do you think should be in his position then? I'm not saying a quarterback long term. I'm just saying they might want to pick one up just in case since Cam Newton is probably. You don't, you don't take a first round pick on that. I wouldn't not take a first round pick. I, maybe, maybe I said late. a quarterback, not a first round quarterback. Well, <laughs> it sounded like. No, I mean. Well, I can see, you know, late round picks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know we were talking about just but, first round. Well, no, no, I'm just talking about in general. What is their biggest necessity? And you really uh, think it's a quarterback? Uh, no, no. I, I, I just said that because I feel well. I heard about Cam Newton's injury. If he plays this year, then probably not. But I think a late round quarterback would be good, like third, fourth, fifth round, maybe oh. sixth. But I think edge wide receiver. Honestly, like, I think it has to be defensive line. Yeah, D-line also. Their defensive pressure last year was not very good because Starlu Talele and Kwan Short can't do it all in the middle of the line. You have Luke Keekley, who, in my opinion, is the best middle linebacker in the league, and you have to have somebody who could give some pressure up front. And I feel like a guy like Brian Burns or even Montez Sweat, who can drop that far onto – the draft board because they're picking 16th. I absolutely could see him dropping that far and then picking up that type of player for their defensive line. I really could. And I feel like they need to go defensive line here. And then of course we have the saints next. And what do the saints need? Let's well, honestly, like they, it feels like they're sticking with Teddy Bridgewater, of course, as their quarterback. It feels like they're going to stick with him. Of course. So, but the Saints do not have a first round draft pick. They do not. But as of right now, I think they need a tight end. Benjamin Watson is gone. Well, he's considering coming back, but I feel like they need to go for a tight end later in the draft to at least give Drew Brees another target at the tight end position because Watson was good for his time with Drew Brees, I feel. And I feel like they need to go with him. You said Caden Smith from Stanford. I'm thinking uh, as a kid from Alabama. I'm thinking also uh, LSU guy. There's a couple. There's a bunch of prospects who could fall low into the second round. The only two guys who I feel could go in the first round are Hawker or Hawkinson and Fant. I feel like those are the only two who will go in the top 32. So I feel like the Saints need to go tight end. And they also need to go cornerback. Eli Apple is, he's not the best. He was not the best after being traded from the Giants. Marshawn Lattimore is a great cornerback. But Eli Apple on the other side is kind of a liability to me. Yeah, it'd be cool if the Saints picked up a quarterback named Rock Yassin from Temple. Oh, yeah. You saw that? Yeah. <laughs> It's almost as bad as Ha Ha Clinton Dix. <laughs> I think Rock Yes Sin is worse than Ha Ha Clinton Dix, but <laughs> Rock Yes Sin. And then finally, we or did you have something to add in? Hunter Renfro, late. Oh, no. Another he, weapon. Is he actually going to go into the draft? Mr. Possession. 
You know Drew Brees loves possession. Oh, receivers. I know about Hunter Renfro. Oh yeah, and he's only got he did great things Sean, in that national championship. He only has games. two national championship rings. He's been to three of them. Sean, I, Sean Payton will find a way to I, use him. I could see him slipping to the third or fourth. But well, I'm just saying, yeah. you know, because the Saints don't have a lot of picks, I think mm-hmm. they're going to be smart. Hunter Renfro. I, I like your logic there, and I think Sean Payton, if he wants a player, he'll find a way to get him. <laughs> I agree, Possession too. player. I mean, I watched that national championship. He played a heck of a game. He's been a heck of a player for yeah. Clemson the past couple of years. Amen, brother. And then, <laughs> okay. And then finally, we have the Falcons. Mm. And honestly, they need to go defense. Uh, it's been very prevalent that their defense has been their weak point for a while now. <laughs> I'm sorry for not going in order, Josh. I know <laughs> your papers are all over the place, but <laughs> J- just bear with me. I feel that the Falcons, ever since their Super Bowl loss to the Patriots, it has been very prevalent that their defense has been the issue. And they need to go cornerback. They need to draft somebody high in the in the draft. They're going to have the number 14 overall pick. I think they need to go cornerback in the first round. They need to get somebody who is at least going to contest the ball. Because, as I said, we saw what happened in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. The defense was completely tired. The offense scored way too fast. So I could see a guy like Greedy Williams out of LSU coming off the board. Or Brian Murphy. Or Byron Murphy out of Washington. Or they can pick a cool name, Rocky Sin. <laughs> he is uh, technically he's the number four. So yeah, <clears throat> but they need to get defensive players for the Atlanta Falcons. Hey, now, it do- it doesn't hurt to get defense. Defense wins championships. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so that is the NFC. So we're gonna go ahead and go into the AFC North. Only four more divisions left. We're going to start oh, no. off with what? Oh, no. Only four left. I'm just saying. I'm having fun. It's uh, Is that sarcasm? No, I'm having oh, fun. Oh, okay. You gave me a little snarky look. I was just wondering. Sorry, I'm tired. The AFC North. Let's go ahead and start off with the Bungles. So, Cincinnati has the number 11 pick in the NFL draft. And Tyler Eifert has been very injury prone these past couple of seasons. And he has been a threat, though, when he's on the field with Andy Dalton. But they need to find somebody who is at least going to be a very reliable tight end and not get injured every single every single game, for that matter. And so I think they need to go tight end in this first round or at least have somebody fill the hole of Vontez Burfecht. Even though he is a bit of a rough guy, they need, he was a – he was a good football player as a middle linebacker for the Bengals. So they need to find somebody, in my opinion, at the tight end position or as a linebacker for their defense. Yeah, I couldn't agree more because you don't know what Vontez Perfect is going to do next. And I, I don't know, maybe he could get kicked out of the NFL for life. But Well, you know he's with the Raiders now. He, he, you know he's gone from the Bengals. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's right. Uh. Been a long day. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they go quarterback. It'll be interesting to see if the coach is sold, the new coach is sold on, you know, Andy Dalton. But not, I'm not saying in the first round. I mean, they they could fall in love yeah, with someone. Yeah, I, I put that but, down too. But I wouldn't be surprised if they draft some sort of quarterback. Don't be shocked. I honestly wouldn't be surprised for a guy like 
Trace McSorley to be look. I have been a huge fan of I Trace hope, McSorley. I hope Trace gets drafted this draft because local guy out of Loudoun County. I'm telling you, he can do great things. He's small. He's, He's small, but on the right team, he he will play well. He's he, small, but he has muscle, and he. <laughs> That's a good thing, right, Josh? <laughs> Yeah, but we get the point. Yeah, but I he's small, but I think he can get the job done. I think he can be versatile as a running quarterback and throwing quarterback. Yeah, I in also, the right system. Mm-hmm. I also could see them picking up uh, Ryan Finley from NC State. He's another one because he's just like Andy Dalton in my mind. Uh, he he honestly though, from looking at his film, he doesn't have the best attributes, but I could see a guy like him or even Tyree Jackson out of Buffalo. There's a whole bunch of quarterbacks who deserve to have teams in this upcoming draft. So now we're going to go to the most exciting offensive uh, offseason post offseason team, the Cleveland Browns. And the Cleveland Browns do not have a first round pick because you don't get first round picks with the amount of players that they have picked up including Odell Beckham Jr. But they need defensive players. Their offense is set in stone. They need defensive players now. And I honestly think now with the loss of Jamie Collins, he is not coming back. They need to put another linebacker on the board. Their defensive line to me has been now solidified. They got Olivier Vernon, Miles Garrett, Sheldon Richardson on that defensive line. These are three guys who can very well anchor a defensive line. They need to go linebacker to me because Joe Sherbert ain't getting it done at the middle linebacker position. Schobert, Sherbert, I, or <laughs> you or, said that's so funny. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, but or now that Jabril Peppers is gone at the safety position since he was traded to New York for, of course, Odell Beckham Jr. They need to find somebody, and that is where I feel even the Delaware kid might. He might end up at Cleveland. I could see him. Rock y'all sin might end up there as well. <laughs> he he took the words right out of my mouth. You really have him going for Cleveland? No, I just like the name. Oh, okay. But they need defense. Yeah, I mean, they, they've worked on the offense enough. Mm-hmm. We can't make Freddie assumptions. Freddie Kitchens is an offensive guy. We've established that. Yeah, but, but they need to work on defense now because, you know, as I said before... Defense wins championships. Thank you. Okay. So, yeah, uh, they don't need a quarterback. They don't need a running back. They don't need offensive weapons. They need defensive playmakers now because Denzel Ward is a shiny example of a good defensive playmaker for them as their cornerback. Now let's go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, People want to say that we need another wide receiver now, and honestly, I don't see it. I, I really don't. Juju Smith-Schuster is is a special talent for us. Our tight ends are also set with Vance McDonald and Xavier Grimble still in his last year of his contract. And honestly, I feel like we need help consistently at the linebacker position because with the loss of Ryan Shazier, I can't tell you how much of a difference maker he was for the Steelers' defense. With him and Vince Williams together, they there's you have a connection with linebackers with those two, and they had a special connection. Even though Mark Barron got picked up by the Steelers, I still feel like they need to draft somebody, and I feel like Devin Bush out of Michigan could be the guy just exactly for that, uh, for Pittsburgh. 
Steelers are definitely in an interesting predicament. Yeah. Do they go offense? Mm-hmm. Do they share up the defense? Do they go corner? Is this the year where they say, Artie Burns, this was a bust. We're sorry about taking taking that pick. You know, it'll be interesting to see what Colbert and yes. Tomlin do. Do they go offense? Do they go defense? I still think they go defense. Same. I hope they go defense, being a Steelers fan. Yep. I, 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 do, I do hope they either solidify the middle linebacker spot. I'm not sold on Mark Barron. I think he's just a one-year replacement. I think they do need to either uh, take the kid out of LSU or, or the kid out of Michigan there. But I wouldn't be surprised, shocked, if they do go defensive back help. Yeah. The thing, the thing for me is that I have been a Steelers fan to know that cornerbacks in the NFL draft for the past couple of years do not work with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Senquez Golson was a first-round draft pick for us. He's a bust. Uh, he was a second round. He was a second, second round, round, excuse but me. But still. He's, he, still, he never played down in the NFL. Exactly. That's the thing. He never played down in the NFL. And Mike Tomlin is supposed to be a defensive back guru. Mm-hmm. But the, he is not. You know, pull the trigger right on any of these defensive backs. You know, I because I feel like we have some good players at the safety position. I feel like Sean Davis just needs to get a little bit better. He just needs to get a little bit better and stop screwing us because there were so many plays this past season where he it looked like he intentionally hit our guys and plays ended up making for the other team against. Los Angeles. I don't know if you remember. He basically trucked one of our guys and the ball ended up in Keenan Allen's hands. So that's what but but anyway, they need to go defense. No question for me. And then finally we have the Ravens for Baltimore. And I feel like they need to go wide receiver now. I like the thing for me is that yes. They need to go wide receiver and linebacker. With the loss of C.J. Mosley and Terrell Suggs, yeah. they need somebody uh-huh. now to at least help them. Linebacker. And if I look here on the linebacker spots, another thing, I, I mean, I don't think it would happen, but Mac Wilson or Devin White, perfect fit for Baltimore in my opinion. But probably won't happen because the Ravens are pretty low in the draft. 22nd in yeah, their 22nd. pick in the first round. But um, looking at these other ones, I wouldn't be surprised if 602-30 TJ Edwards from Wisconsin sounds like a good fit. I've done some research on that. and um, But the Ravens definitely do need defense with those two losses. And, um, I mean, and lo- look at the offense, too, just in case, because you don't know how Lamar is going to pan out. I'm not saying – get another quarterback, but I'm just saying just in case. You never know. And RG3 as the backup, I mean, you, you know, uneasy there. I'm uneasy there at the quarterback position. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be against the Ravens picking up a third quarterback um, out of call the draft just so they teach him something and just in case Lamar gets booted and RG3 tears his ACL or something. <laughs> I don't know, but again, <laughs> yeah, but I I mean I I'm sort of uneasy at the quarterback position. I'm not sure about you two, but um Oh no, I I am very uneasy with Lamar yeah, Jackson. So yeah, you know, a quarterback not top first round or something like that, but 
you know, just go shopping. Yeah, I completely agree. So that's the AFC North gone. Now we're going to go to the worst division in the AFC, which is the AFC East, uh, starting with the Bills, of course. Mm. And right now, the Bills have the number... They have the number nine pick. Yes, the number nine pick. And they honestly... They honestly need, for me, they need defensive linemen as well for their team because Josh Allen, no offense to me, I thought Josh Allen was actually kind of decent this past year for Buffalo. That just may be me. That may just be me. But I feel that this is where a guy like Christian Wilkins will go from Clemson. Absolutely. I feel like he is the perfect fit for this type of defense who is a very aggressive defense. You have guys like... And probably his former teammate, Shaq Lawson, there at Clemson as well, is also in Buffalo. I feel like that would be a perfect fit for Christian Wilkins to go to Buffalo. And also, it's a very aggressive defense. So I could see them going defense as well for Buffalo. A lot of defensive guys here for Yeah, you can never get wrong with defense. I can't say that enough, but that's just my opinion. Now, for Miami... Oh, I have a big bombshell in Miami. Miami, I'm I, I'm going to say it, quarterback. I really think they need a quarterback. You, you know who? You know who I'm picking? Hold, hold on. I, I want to name this right. Am I going to say? I'm going to say. I'm going to say Ron, uh, Jones from Duke. Nope. 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 Then who? I, I, I think they find their way to Tua Tugavailoa. He's not in the he's draft. In. He's not? He's, ne- he, he's, not in the he's draft. next year, bud. Yeah, he's not in the draft this year. He's not? He is yeah. not in the draft this year. We were going check, so well. Uh, <laughs> and then I, you, I, Josh, I, let's check your notes here. Okay, I thought he was no entering. No. no. Maybe this is your Will Greer spot. So, yeah. What, then Will Greer. I, I'm sorry. I thought Tua was entering the draft. No, I, he's one more year. Hmm. That's it. I swear I thought I heard somewhere that Tua was entering the draft. I but had it between. Will Greer would be my pick there of if the Redskins don't pick he him. He did go to school in Florida for a year at Florida University. But I could also see a guy like Jared Stidham from Auburn going there as well. Um, that, that That's my pick for Miami is that they need a quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been around the league, and they need somebody he's going to be – Technically, they're starter right now, but they need somebody to lead the offense because Ryan Tannehill, to me, was a bust. He was, and he was not that good of a quarterback for them, especially under Adam Gase, who was an offensive-minded coordinator and head coach. He was not that good of a quarterback to me, and I think they need to go quarterback in the first round. They need help everywhere. Oh, yeah, it's not just – So, you know, it's – It'll be interesting to see what they they pick up, who they – who they believe is the number one overall player on their board. It, it could be a toss-up. We could be throwing out names, and they could be going, you know, like somewhere out of – we don't even know. So it'll be interesting to see what the Dolphins do. Like, people want to say that uh, the Patriots have it easy in this division. That's not their fault. Like, the Dolphins have not been a good franchise for a long time. They haven't. And it's because of the way that they have their players, and the Patriots are finding ways to use those players. Wes Welker is a perfect example of that. Tom Brady is a perfect example of finding these types of players. Speaking of the Patriots, let's go to the Patriots. 
They have the number 32 overall pick. And I have one position for them. Okay. Quarterback. What? Listen. Are you? Listen. Because I can agree I, with him to a certain I, extent. I, I think they go not like their first. Mm-hmm. I think they go late. Dropped a bombshell. <laughs> snag a quarterback, depending upon who they feel could be a potential. Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, they've done it before. They'll do it again. You, this is what I've been saying for a long time, is that Jimmy Garoppolo is an FCS guy, and he was able to succeed underneath Tom Brady. I think they will take Easton Stick out of North Dakota State because the the kid is a winner. The kid has four national championships, and he is a very successful quarterback. And I feel like he is a perfect representation of a guy who can learn under a good quarterback because he ha- he was teammates with Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz went to the NFL. Easton Stick took over, and look what happened. And I believe that in the fifth round or the fourth round, they could absolutely take a quarterback in that late of the draft. I really do believe that they would. If I had to say they're pressing need, maybe wide receiver. Yes. Who's coming back? I don't really know. Um, I mean, even with the signing. Hogan uh, is gone now. uh, Who did they just sign? I forget who they just signed recently, but they did sign a receiver. But, you know, I think wide receiver. Wide receiver, you know, could be a potential first round, second round Mm -hmm. focus for them. But don't be surprised if they take a quarterback. Yes. Well, where I was going with this before he said quarterback, and, you know, I could see that. Late, but you know, Tom Brady still has a lot in the tank. I mean, here's, I here's the thing though is that I think they need to get a big name wide receiver though first. But here's the thing they just won the Super Bowl, so you know, some of the guys left, but Gronk just retired. So, what, what about tight end here? Well, I think I, yeah, of course, you have to look at the tight end position, but. I think the big thing for me is that they need a big-name wide receiver for me personally. that That's just me because you're never going to be able to replace Gronk. No matter who you find, you're not going to be able to replace a guy like him. But you need a tight end since Gronk's gone. Absolutely. But I think at least finding a big wide receiver. I'm not talking like a big name. I'm talking like a big, tall wide receiver who can at least help out because you're going to have Edelman back. You're going to have Mo Harris now. I feel like the kid from Iowa State, Akeem Butler, is the perfect example. He's six foot five out of Iowa State, and he is a perfect prototypical outside wide receiver. I feel like he's the perfect player for him. Well, you know, if whoever the Patriots pick, they're still going to be good because yep. they know how to work players. Mm-hmm. So, Super Bowl champions, um, not a lot, but they're going to draft somebody and they're going to still be good. Yep. <laughs> Now, finally, in the AFC East is the Jets, the J-E-T-S Jets. And we said that they're the number three overall pick. And did you guys pick Nick Bosa for – It's definitely Jets? a toss-up. Whoever, whoever the 49ers take at mm-hmm. two – It'll be back-to-back. It'll, back, be, it'll yeah. be back-to-back. It'll either be Quentin Williams or it'll either be Nick, you know, Nick Bosa. I feel like they need to go Josh Allen, though. 
for me personally, I think they need an edge rusher like him for them. It'll well, de- it'll definitely be interesting to see. It's definitely one of those top five prospects. You can't narrow it down because in the top five, like I said, there's so much controversy. You could go one way or another right. for all these teams because they're not in need of a quarterback, especially with Sam Darnold now and Adam Gase being in there. Uh, but, yeah, I really think that they need to bolster their defense even just a little bit more now that with the acquisition of Le'Veon Bell and the offense, just get some more guys on your defense to help out, I feel. And I wouldn't be surprised if they go wide receiver because they picked up Jamison Crowder from Washington, and he hasn't really done a lot for Washington the past couple of years. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they picked up a wide receiver in the draft to help just in case Jamison Crowder isn't living up to his potential in the trade or signing. So another guy there. And like you said, the defensive guys, um, definitely. Mm -hmm. The the Jets need a lot of working with Adam Gase as their new head coach. It's going to be an interesting season for him. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to move on to the AFC South, uh, starting with the Colts. And – to me, I feel like the Colts are in a great position right now. We saw their cap space at the end of this past season. They are the number one team in cap space. They have a lot of money to give away to teams. They are going to have the number 26 overall pick. I feel like you get another wide receiver for Andrew Luck. I feel like you go out there and you find another wide receiver for him. Find a weapon. Another weapon, absolutely. Yeah, a big weapon. Somebody huge. Because... T.Y. Hilton is fantastic for them, no question. And now you have Eric Ebron with them. You saw what they were able to do. I feel like you need to go wide receiver here for Andrew Luck, no question. And then moving on to the Jaguars. Oh, They need a lot of work. I mean, I I couldn't even list out all the team needs they needed because they need a lot of work. And we've said this during the season, CJ, um – what's up with them? Like, they're just an average team, and they they need I, – I hope Tom Coughlin can turn them around this season somehow with these draft picks, Um, who they're going to pick up. But it's just too much to say who they're going to want to pick up in the first round, you know, because there's so many team needs that they need. This is a perfect team that I think that Ed Oliver could go to from Houston. He is a very aggressive guy, and this is a very aggressive defense. And I feel like they need to just – I know on the offensive side of the ball, they really need to gain some playmakers because now T.J. Yeldon is gone. Their backup quarterback, he is gone. Uh, Their backup running back, excuse me, he's gone. But with the quarterback now of Nick Foles, they can at least have some firepower because he is a good quarterback, and I feel – but I think they need to bolster their defense a little bit more because Dante Fowler's gone. The – their defense is also losing some key people, of course. Uh, Tyshawn Gibson is no longer there. Uh, you may have and, – and it looks like Jalen Ramsey might be sitting out for a while. So, you're going to need some defensive playmakers right now for that team. But Josh is right. It's not just one pl- position. They need it's a lot everywhere. of people. <laughs> they need a lot of people. Yeah. And then the Texans. Uh, the Texans – so they have the number 23rd overall pick. Honestly, here's the thing about the Texans. I feel like you, you 
the Texans are in a predicament where if you could stay healthy, you would be fine. But you need an offensive line around yeah, Deshaun definitely. Watson. Definitely. I, I was, was saying that same, as well. I was you need the same Deshaun thing. Watson's been pressured a lot. Mm-hmm. They need to pick up some O line. And, mm-hmm. you know, just like the Vikings, they need O line. The Texans need O line. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans moved up to an earlier spot to get O line. Exactly. They, Deshaun Watson is a great talent. He's a Heisman Trophy and a national championship winning quarterback. And he has displayed time and time again why he belongs in the NFL. And I feel like they just need to bolster the offensive line. They have arguably the best receiver in the NFL, DeAndre Hopkins. They have a great running game with Lamar Miller. They just need to bolster the offensive line, in my opinion. They're one of those teams where if if you just bolster one or two positions, you could get over the hump. You really could. Because their defense is fine. The, uh, it really is. I, I completely agree. I think offensive line is the way to go, but defensively, the, I I don't really see any major major need, you know, along the defense. I mean, granted, you can create depth, but off, you got to protect your franchise quarterback, hands yeah. down. Yeah. The only the only other thing that I would say is that Tyron Matthew is gone, and he's gone to Kansas City. That would be the only other considerable loss that the Texans have. But, yes, offensive line, protect your franchise quarterback because he showed that he was almost the comeback player of the year this year. So, I feel like they need to show up with the offensive line. And then, finally, the Texans. And the Texans are in a predicament now. I mean, the Titans, excuse me. The Titans, excuse me. Going through a lot of teams, a lot of positions. I'm like, are we good here? The Titans. And they're in a predicament now where they could be drafting a quarterback. They really could. And Marcus I, Mariota injured, and, you know, Blaine Gabbert beating the Redskins and the Redskins getting knocked <laughs> out of the playoffs, you know. But Blaine Gabbert, I mean, I, I've barely seen him play. How do we know if he's good anymore, you know? But he got the job done against Washington. That says a whole lot. But um, anyways, you know, not first-round quarterback, but maybe just in case Marcus Mariota isn't the mm-hmm. same after that injury quarterback. I feel like they also need another wide receiver for yes. Mariota. Yeah, I, re- I wouldn't, yes. I couldn't disagree with that. I really do think that there's no big name wide receiver other than Corey Davis for them. Uh, they do have Delaney Walker as their tight end, who is a very reliable tight end, but they need a big name wide receiver who can at least be a downfield target for Marcus Mariota because Rashard Matthews is not coming back. So they need somebody else on the air attack to help them out. Because Derrick Henry, they're good at the running back position right now. They are. So, in their defense, they have a defensive coach in Mike Vrabel, who I think is a great coach for them right now. Yeah, absolutely. Mike Vrabel, I, I feel like he can transform this team in the next couple of years. They were this close to going to the playoffs. One game. One game. Winner they just needed to home. beat the Colts. That's all they needed to do, and they were that short. So, finally, the last division is the Denver Bronc- uh, is the AFC West quarterback with the Denver Broncos and by God they need a quarterback to me Joe Flacco is not the answer he's not me. the answer come on now I don't think that come on it's a Pittsburgh fan I know, know this I come know. on now but like <laughs> I don't think that he's the answer I really don't he, he's he's he's, he's seen not, better days he has he's I was shocked with that trade I, I'm gonna be honest with you when, when they mm-hmm. when John Elray made that trade thinking that he's the answer 
I'm speechless. Still, yeah, no, still. I was surprised Elway didn't decide to come back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really do think that they need to go quarterback or at least a linebacker position because now Brandon Marshall is gone for their starting middle linebacker. But I think they need to go quarterback in the first round. At least find somebody who is worth. And it could be uh, Tyree Jackson out of Buffalo. It could be Will Greer still. Cause, or it might be Daniel Jones out of Duke. For some reason, Daniel Jones out of Duke is higher than Will Greer on the draft board. And I don't understand that. Yeah, I, I don't really understand. They're, they're saying the Redskins are going to trade up to get him, but I don't think so. So, yeah. I want the Redskins to stay put and get Will Greer. So, I really think that the Broncos need to find some help at their quarterback position because we saw last year Vance Joseph did not give Case Keenum any help. And they have weapons at the offensive side of the ball. Cortland Sutton out of SMU was a great target. You have Emmanuel Sanders, who is still a great target. Phillip Lindsay is a great running back for them. You just need to get a quarterback who is reliable. And I feel that that'll bring them to a better season. And yeah. I really do. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And Joe then, Flacco is going downhill on his career. Ever okay. since his Super Bowl season, I really think that he has – seen better days yeah like how much more of joe flacco are we gonna see in this in the nfl Mm -hmm. now moving on to the chargers and here's another controversial team that could possibly draft a quarterback they bought not not in the first round i don't think that they would draft a quarterback in the first round uh honestly like i feel that they need some help in the defensive line it says here wide receiver but they have Great wide receivers and Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. They have, of course, Hunter Henry as their tight end. Of course, he has to stay healthy, though. Uh, Antonio Gaines had to come back off his couch to basically play for them. So um, I think that they need to go defensive line here. And right now they have the 28th pick in the NFL draft. So they're dropping all the way down here to the bottom of the first round. Again, they could, you know, they could have some suitor, you know, make them an offer. They could could fall, and refuse, yeah. You know, <laughs> could fall back and get some picks, you know, depending upon, you know, what they what they think out there in in LA, what they feel like they need to do. Cuz the defensive line in this draft, I feel has it it's has so some deep. ridiculous it's players so on deep. there. Yes. This year it's so deep. From edge to interior defensive line is ridiculous to me. And, yeah, I absolutely think that the Chargers need to go defensive line. And then they need to go offensive line. Just protect Phillip Rivers a little bit more. But later in the draft, I think it's time to draft another quarterback. Yeah, because just like the Broncos, how much longer does Phillip Rivers have in the tank? Mm-hmm. Exactly. In his career. He's still pretty good, don't get me wrong, but how much more does he have? Mm-hmm. And now the Chiefs. Defense, defense, the defense, the defense, the defense, the defense. You need defense. You finished 31st in the NFL in defense last year. I I, I dream, dreamt that you were saying that during our draft Stay specials. on side. Yeah, just stay, stay on side. Stay on side. The whole reason that your season almost fell apart to begin stay with is because of your defense. on side. <laughs> New, New England wouldn't be in the Super Bowl if the Chiefs stayed on side. And once again, like – your offense was second in the NFL this past season. Excuse me. Were they second in the NFL? No, they were number one. They were the number one offense, averaging 35 points a game. But they were the number 31st defense 
on the other side. So they need to stick to the defensive side of the ball. They got playmakers after playmakers on the offensive side. And right now, the problem, though, for the Chiefs is that if they're going to be drafting defensive players, they have the 29th pick in the draft. And like you said, make them an offer they can't refuse. But this late into the draft, I would take an offer you can't refuse because you're not going to find probably an Ed Oliver. You're not going to find another Nick Bosa. He'll he'll be gone by then. But you're not going to find these edge rushers. You're not going to find – honestly – you need a defensive back because your pass defense was the worst. Could this be the spot where Dexter Lawrence falls to? Honestly, yes, it I could, could see be, it. It could be. Yes. So that could be something to watch, you know, come Thursday. Yeah. And so, yeah, the Chiefs defense, 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 defense. You don't need offense. We, you've already proven that last <laughs> year that you didn't need your <laughs> you didn't need your offense. And then finally, the last uh, team. Here we go. Is the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> The, the needs edge quarterback running back linebacker quarterback tight end wide receiver and interior offensive line <laughs> this team gives me a headache the oakland raiders and john gruden mike mayock have sent their scouts home the scouts are not coming back for the nfl draft either mike mayock and john gruden has sent their scouts home because they do not trust them <laughs> you you are three days away from the NFL draft, and this is now coming out. Mike Mayock just wants to work his magic and prove that he's better than any everybody on NFL Network because he was a draft analyst. Oh, yes, and I very much enjoyed Mike Mayock better than Mel Kuyper, but the Raiders, I mean, they, they won the first round because they have three first-round picks. You have the fourth, you have the 24th, and then you have the 27th. So you could fill three of your needs right there. Don't, don't, don't. Hear, hear me out. Okay. <laughs> this might, do they package them and move up to that number one spot? Because it is the Oakland Raiders we're talking about here. I, I've seen I crazier see things. I could see that. But this is the Oakland For Raiders. Kyler Murray? I did, I did not say Kyle Okay, Murray. then for who? But that, but I would not be shocked if something preposterous. That's what I'm asking, though, is that would you crazy. really see them do it for a player like Kyler Murray? I do not see that. Okay. But I'm just saying, do not be surprised. What if they go up and get somebody else number one but, overall? But still, that's then, three. Yeah, but three, three picks. picks. For one guy, but I just I'm the Redskins did it I'm for RG three. I would not be surprised. The, the Raiders Red- are gonna do something crazy on draft night, just oh, like man. the Redskins on draft night to get RG three. They gave the Rams a lot of stuff, a lot of picks to draft. Like what was it, number two for RG three? Well, I mean, you did. Anything can happen in this draft. You know, you see trades back and forth. I mean, that's the great part about the draft because you hear the da-da-da-da-da-da or whatever, and then, oh, you got a trade here and whatnot, and Roger Goodell on the horn. The Oakland Raiders have traded the fifth overall or whatever pick to the blank-and-blank such-and-such team. You know, that's the best part of the draft, in my opinion, the suspense and the surprise. But here's the thing is that your team was 26th in total offense last year and 23rd, no, 23rd in total offense and 26th in total defense. And you have an opportunity to get three first-round draft picks here to bolster your team. 
And you're saying that they should trade up all those I, picks? I'm not saying that. I would yeah. I would say don't be oh. surprised. No. I, I, I would, mean, throw my remote at the TV. They, <laughs> they traded Khalil Mack. Yes, they did. Yeah, Khalil they traded Mack. Amari Gruden didn't Cooper. want anything to deal with him, and look what happened. They made the Bears so much better oh. overnight. Yes. They made the Dallas Cowboys so much better uh, overnight. Trade. Yes. What? It is the Oakland Raiders. Crazy moves, so you never know. I totally agree with Viggins, right? Vigna, right here. Viggins. Like yeah, fig yeah sorry. <laughs> I was thinking of his Twitter handle, and it's just, it's been a long day. That now. is a very, very strange uh, accusation don't coming out. Be from Oakland. surprised. They it's will become the new crazy. Cleveland Browns if they do this. Do not be. Do not be surprised if something crazy happens. Well, that is all the teams, and that is all their necessities. And And now, Vigna had a segment on the dark horses of the NFL draft, didn't you? I was just Hunter Renfro. Don't be Mm -hmm. surprised. I think he can go somewhere. The quarterback from Buffalo, Tyreek Jackson, Mm -hmm. I think he – has a cannon arm. Yes, he does. Uh, big guy. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. He needs to be developed a little bit more, but yes. Yes. Um, and then we haven't talked a lot about running backs. Yes. You know, where where will they go? Are they, Will we see another draft where there's no first-round running backs taken? You know, does someone fall in love with Josh Jacobs? You know, does you know someone fall in love with, you know, Devin Singletary? You know, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see, you know, some of these, you know, Dark horse players, where they end up, um, guys that were big name stars in college. Another you know. one is Bryce Love. He was a big name in right. college he too. Was a, you know, so it'll be interesting to see where they fall. You mm-hmm. know, this weekend, their lives will be changed forever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I and I, I have another question for you all: the James Conner comeback player of the year, George Aston, Stephen City, Virginia. Yep, right here where we live. That's why I want to talk about him. Will he get drafted in this NFL draft? And you're a Pitt native. You like Pitt, so I, you follow them. So. I do I do love Pitt. I, I really do. It depends on the team, though. Right. That's I, the only thing is that I, not a lot of teams run a fullback formation. Right. I think George is a very interesting player, though, where he could play the H-back spot. You know, he could play special teams. It's got to be – it takes one team, you know, I personally, New England Patriots, <laughs> would love to see him go you there. You really think that he could follow up behind James Devlin, though? I, I, I was I, really I, I think thinking I, that, I, but I, I listen, wasn't sure. Bill Belichick is a mastermind. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. You know, I would love to see him go to stay across the hall yes. with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. I, you know, Roosevelt Knicks? Good. good. He's, I, George he's Aston good. Is a Pittsburgh Steeler through and through. I hope so because we saw that with Connor. They drafted James yeah. Connor, who's a Panther. I, but truly, I hope that he doesn't go drafted and he can finally choose to where he wants to go. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, who's going to pull the trigger on, you know, mm-hmm. Sharando's own, you know, Mr. Yeah. George Ashley. He wasn't that good anyway. <laughs> I just wanted, to, wanted to see your face. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know he was good. Yeah, but, uh, you know, Sh- Sharanda's very own uh, from our hometown. So we had to bring him up. So 
whatever happens, George, we hope you make it to the NFL one way or another, uh, or the other. We will be rooting for you, buddy. Um, that's it, Josh. Jeez. Went through everybody. Wow, this was yeah. by far the best. CJ Mentier, our wonderful co-creator, co-host, whatever. Yeah, he he he's a great addition to the podcast. Thankful for him each and every week. Thank you for leading because you, you know the NFL draft is in my strong suit. I, I was struggling studying some of this <laughs> stuff, and you know, it, you know, after working all day, I I didn't realize it takes a lot of in depth analysis. You have to be able to put yourself in college football a lot more than just the NFL. Mike Mayock, I wonder how much stress he got put through on a day-to-day basis during draft season yep. when he was with NFL Network. But he was getting paid to do it, though. Yeah. Paid, paid a lot of money to do it as well. Yeah. Yeah, but um, gentlemen, any last words for the podcast today? No, it was fun. My voice really hurts right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Josh. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Hope to see you back on soon. We'd love to have you for some other topics, but um, that's it. The Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast, part of the Mayo Please Podcast Network, brought, sponsored by Route 11 Chips. Make sure you check them out. Martin's Food Lion and Giant. Thank you to Mild Swagger, Cosmo, PremiumBeat.com. For our music, Dave Johnson, for our intro, as always, make sure you check us, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we're also on YouTube, make sure you find the Mayo Please podcast, we're on SoundCloud, they're on Spotify, they're on Google Play, I believe now, and their main source of social media is Twitter, and make sure you email us if you want your question aired on the podcast, kirbyonsports at gmail.com. Social media, just search the Josh Curry on Sports Podcast. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find us. But till next time, Josh Vigna, CJ Mentier. I'm Josh Kirby signing off till next week. We say so long and peace out.